This audio is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton. From the campus of the University of Pennsylvania Wharton School, this is Your Money on Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School. Here is Professor Ken Smethers. Hello and welcome. You're listening to Your Money, Series XM Business Radio 1. 32 and uh, powered by the Wharton School. And I'm Kent Smith, professor here at the Wharton School in Philadelphia. And we remember we are live every Tuesdays from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern. If I sound a little bit different because I'm battling the cold after all this traveling. So I'm uh, joined by Mary Kane here, who is an associate editor of Kiplinger's Retirement Report. Um, she's specializing in covering fringe uh, uh, financial services, including payday loans, a topic we haven't talked about a lot in this show, but very important uh, one with their often crazy interest rates and other costs, and then prepaid debit cards. And then she, she's written for uh, Reuters, uh, Washington Post, Bill Moyers, uh, MSNBC, and many others. She's also an adjunct professor at Johns Hopkins, where she teaches a course on journalism and publishing in the digital age. Welcome to the show, Mary. Hey, thank you for having me on, especially to chat on uh, such a cheerful subject as death. It's a, yes, I mean, you, you seem to write on the, all the good, the good ones, the, the payday loans that will put you into the grave. And yes, payday <laughs> loan interest rates will put you in an early grave. There's no question. <laughs> it's like, wow, you're you. Uh, I, I wonder what your you know your music list it looks like too. I mean. What? <laughs> <laughs> but okay, so let's talk about some uh, funeral costs. And obviously, you know, it's not something that people want to, you know, talk about. You know, f- a funeral. It's, it's just kind of this other side, other mind uh, type of topic. But what's, why should you know somebody in say in their fifties or their forties really start thinking about funeral costs kind of now versus later? Oh, well, that's a really good question. I think the problem is the time that we, because of just the fear of talking about death and sort of dealing with funeral homes and, and uh, unpleasant, you know, thoughts of the future, what ends up happening is by the time you have to make these decisions because a loved one has died, yeah. you're making the decision uh, under time pressure, uh, without much information, um, you're emotionally vulnerable, uh, you're probably not prepared, haven't done your research, uh, and, you know, in some cases you... Uh, you really trust a funeral director, and many are very helpful, but yeah. they're also selling you services, and you might be in a position not to really evaluate whether you need what's being sold to you. And to compound all that, um, you know, we live in an era where people can order groceries off the Internet or in clothes, yeah. what is stylist. And um, the way funeral costs work is, uh, you know, you have to do your legwork to really compare prices because although the FTC does have a rule that if you ask for a price list from a funeral home, they have to give it to you, they have to do that in person. They are not required yet to post all their price lists online. Some do, and that can be helpful, but not all do. So it also makes it really difficult to compare unless you're going to prepare in advance um, and be able to do that legwork and have that time to do it when you're not, you know, 
in the throes of grief because it's very hard to make good decisions at that time. Yeah, I mean, I've been through this, you know, a couple of times with you know closer people who passed away. And it just seems like, well, gee, you know, if you go forth with the bargain, you know, <laughs> casket or you go with something, you know, it, it's not quite as you know high end premium. It's like, well, gee, I'm being a cheapskate, you know, yeah. with. You know, with dad or with uncle or you know wh- whoever, and it, it's just one of those things that you know. Um, had you planned ahead of time, then you don't feel bad, you know, doing some price comparison. You don't, and um, you touch on a really important point. There is this pressure, and you know, one of the people I interviewed said, you know, don't feel guilty about having a modest budget, and don't cut up in its well. It's what he or she would have wanted, um, and so you go into debt, and you. Um, you know, spend more than you should, or there's another kind of pressure, I think, sort of that I see in small towns. Uh, you know, like where I grew up, if you were Irish or Italian or Slovak, you went to that funeral home. Mm. That's where you went. And so nobody asked about prices or looked for bargains. It was the tradition that, you know, your aunts and uncles and grandparents had gone there, so that's where someone would go. So there was no price shopping there either. Um, and the interesting thing you mentioned about the guilt, well, you don't want to go with a bargain casket or whatever. One of the things you waste most of your money on probably would be a casket. Yeah. Um, and you really, there's a hard sell on those caskets. And what, what one thing to keep in mind, um, even if you didn't have time to comparison shop, even if it's you're in the throes of grief and it's the end, you will most likely be, someone will try to upsell you on a casket. Yeah. And this happens so often that the FTC now requires um, funeral directors to give you a list of all the prices of available caskets, not just the most expensive ones. So if you go into a funeral home and you are shocked because the nice caskets are $10,000 and supposedly the the bargain basement ones are only $2,000, the average cost is $2,000. And you don't need to be spending more than that if you are your getting upsold unless, you know, if your relative said, I have to have a really nice casket, that's one thing. But most people don't care. Yeah, I mean, so, it's, it's going down with you. It's not like, you know, it's, yeah. it's a one-time show. I mean, it's not like it's sticking around for for very long. I mean, imagine if the FTC required, you know, a price disclosure of financial products and uh, things like that. I'm glad that they're at least doing it for caskets, but, you know, the things that are actually putting people on the ground, you know, unfortunately, they're not doing it um, for especially commission-based financial products. So it really, when the, there are these, like you said, these surprising fees, it, you, you mentioned the casket, where, you know, and it, it is kind of crazy how much, you know, these uh, vary, um, uh, and, and there's, you know, the good old, you know, I've always it grew. I grew up in rural Ohio Amish country. Very, you know, very simple caskets. Yes, uh, probably, exactly. you know, make your own casket before you, before you go, and then you know, quite cheap. Um, but besides caskets, you know, what what's some of the other surprising costs? I, I will say that you know, I don't belabor this. I just sent some flowers to. Um, uh, I haven't hadn't seen the person in some years, but a great friend of my my 
my father's that we grew up with, and he passed away a couple of weeks ago and sent some flowers. I noticed on the funeral website they now have you know, uh, links with, you know, flower deliveries in the local area. And it was like two to three times more expensive than, you know, if I just ordered somewhere else, you know, and had it delivered. But, you know, you're kind of feeling guilty <laughs> and so forth. I know. And see, that's another good point. Yeah. You mentioned that they, the FTC, I think, you know, these funeral homes are, are required to tell you that they uh, order from third-party vendors and what the additional costs are yeah. that you're paying for those. So not that you know to ask, but that's one thing to think about. But the sure. bigger surprising thing that you're going to run into, especially lately, is these packages. So you go in and you say, I simple, I just want a simple funeral for you know, my dear uncle. Um, and you're going to be presented with a package. And the package will be the funeral plus a ceremony, plus a graveside ceremony, plus a headstone. Your head is probably spinning at this point, And you're yeah. like, oh, do I need all this? You don't even have time to really value it. Do I need all this stuff? Um, and what you need to do is step back a second. You don't have to buy a package uh, just because it's put in front of you, uh, first of all. And second, um, sometimes when you're shopping, packages can be bargained. This is not one of those times. Um, you're not getting a necessarily a bargain from a package. You're getting services bundled together that you may or may not want. So if you really want a cremation, no ceremony, uh, no viewing, you need to go in there and say that. And if you're presented with a package, look, do two things. Look very carefully at what's in it and see, did, did you want a viewing? Did you want a ceremony? If not, you need to say, I don't want this package. This is all I wanted. Mm. Or you need to say what exactly is in the package. And then if you're price shopping, yeah. when you go to the next place, make sure you're comparing package to package. Um, because the differences can be amazing. I mean, one of the yeah. What is the big price difference? What's kind of the spread in prices between funeral homes for for basically? I mean, what, what does a basic package? And I know that that may sound absurd, just because there's no basic package. It's from cheap to really expensive. What's kind of right. the range that we're talking about? The range. And then, okay, so how, what's the range for a given package between funeral homes? That's a good question. And so, um, the reason that people often say funerals are one of life's largest expenses is because on average they're going to cost seven thousand mm. dollars okay but that's with everything right so that's with um the casket the viewing the headstone the graveside ceremony so keep that huge number in your mind that's you don't have to spend that much even if that's what they cost on average because when there have been some surveys of price differences which are not easy to do but some of the consumer groups do try to to do that um Say you were like, okay, look, I'm not going to buy into this $7,000 funeral. I, we're just doing a cremation. And frankly, cremations are getting more and more popular. Yeah. Um, but if you called around in a small town, even like Burlington, Vermont, which is where one of the consumer groups is based, uh, cremation at one funeral home costs $900, and in another one it costs $3,500. Wow, jeez. But that's an amazing price difference. Yeah. Um, and so – that really tells you that there's not a lot of transparency in yeah. what's going on and what you're getting. And you really, uh, we all need to step it up on as consumers on this. One of the things you mentioned about hidden costs is the other thing that I didn't realize until I started this story uh, is that embalming is uh, not required in many states. Funeral oh. um, directors are now required to tell you that embalming is optional. Embalming is one of the things people pay for. You don't really need it. 
um, there's uh, let's not get too gross, but there's sure. refrigeration and there's you know there's other things they can do. They don't need it's an old old fashioned practice that costs you at least a couple hundred dollars, if not more. Yeah, you don't need to pay it at all. Um, so that's another thing that you need to keep your eyes out for. Yeah. Um, if if it's brought up to you, you can say, does it is is this embalming really necessary? Yeah, um, and, and, and like you said, I mean, certain traditions, Jewish traditions, and so forth, you know, the, the burial happens fairly uh, quickly, and so it's kind of a waste, you know, to you know embalm. Right. Uh, but you know, <laughs> I mean, more Christian traditions, you know, the funeral may happen, you know, three or four days later, or the the viewing may happen three or four days later. I mean, you're saying that's that's still fine. I mean, uh, to yeah, apparently there's still other ways they can deal with handling the body and. Okay. Embalming is one of the big ones that um, used to be in practice a lot and doesn't necessarily need to be. Mm. Um, and, you know, all this stuff we're talking about is slightly unpleasant, which is why one of the best things you can do um, so that you're not faced with do I embalm or not embalm, yeah. pre-made packages, whatever, um, is, you know, start now. Like you mentioned people in their 50s or younger who don't want to think about death. I, I totally get that. But mm. at least... Try to have a conversation at some point where you say to a parent, you can do it in a joking manner, you know, hey, talk about death, but I had a question for you. Um, you know, ask them what they want. I mean, some people want a big elaborate funeral. They want everybody in town, and they want somebody singing Ave Maria, and that is fine as long as you know. And then you can start to budget and save and plan and shop and compare. See, I think uh, you, you should, it's, it's, it's also an opportunity to turn the guilt, you know, kind of on his head. Dad, what would you want, you know? A ten thousand dollar funeral, or for your grandkids to go to college? I mean, that that would be, you know, let's make the trade off really clear. No, I'm teasing, but I mean, no, but it's really there. And part of it yeah. is, I think you would find. I mean, this isn't scientific, but I suspect you would find that a, a lot of people don't want as an elaborate funeral as they end up getting. Right, right. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's somebody guessing what you wanted. Maybe you didn't really want it, but you never said it. And and there are more and more resources on the internet that you can look up to help you with ideas on how to ask these kind of questions um, and try to make the funeral a little more meaningful. Partially that's because people are dropping away from funerals and doing cremation and simpler ceremonies. Yeah. So and there's a reason why that's there. Um, and But but really it is worth it to try to, to ha- just like you need to have conversations with parents about money and where they want to live later in life and end-of-life wishes, you, need, you really need to do this with with funeral homes. Yeah. And it might surprise you. A parent might say, I just want a cremation. And, you know, I, I for my husband, his his mom just wanted a, a card sent to everybody mm. that on a certain time, on a certain day, to, to stop and, and just think about her for a few minutes. That's all she wanted. Yeah, no, that's um, beautiful. And I, you know, I, I do wonder if there's sometimes social pressure, too. It's not really about what he or she wanted. Yes. It's It's really about... You know, gee, <laughs> you know, what would my friends think if you know they know they thought I had means to you know issue something better, do something better? Um, and it, so I'm speaking with Mary Kane, is the associate editor at Kiplinger's Retirement Report. And again, so talking about on smart ways to save on funeral costs. If you have a question, give us a call live on Tuesdays here at one eight four four Wharton. That's one eight four four nine four two seven eight six six. And uh, let me go to Chip calling from PA. How can I help you, Chip? Uh, hi, am I on? Yep, you're you're on. Hey, I just kind of had a, a a thought for you guys while you're on this topic. Yeah. Um, I work for an employee benefits firm, and we provide employee benefit packages to companies. And very often, um, 
we build in a funeral planning concierge service mm. within our life insurance program. And I, I know we're not the only or a leader in it, but I'm just wondering if you've heard of that and, and might want how to. How does it work? Recommend uh, it, that to your viewers. So, Chip, how, how, how does that work? It's, it's, it's about helping that person make plans before, or it's, is it pre-purchasing it, burial it plots? Before, it could be it could be at the time. You know, it's more often than that at the, at the time that they're going through it. I don't think a lot of our downstream employees um, that are covered by the benefit use it proactively, but they can. There's a price finder service in there, um, like nice. you were talking about, yeah. you know, where it shows the differences in price. Um, so, again, it, the struggle in the employee benefits world is nobody pays attention to their benefits until they need them. Yeah. Um, you know, so that they may not be aware of it. Yeah, and it's this falls in what's called the voluntary benefit, and a lot of times firms don't want to even pick up these benefits because you know they're usually paying some price per head per month, um, uh, a type payment. How, how much does it, if, if this package? Like, it's say a firm has a thousand people, Chip. Um, I, how much? And no, I assume well, they're well. I can't. I can't speak for our competitors, but we build it into the price of our programs. So it's just one of these value-added services I that we offer. I see. It's a part of an entire voluntary benefits program. No, it, it, definitely the price comparison thing, I think it, it could be extremely useful. So, so Mary, your thoughts about that? I mean, I think Chip even leads to kind of a, a broader point. And it's really hard to get prices, like you said, online. They're not required by the FTC. So how, how do people then get priceless if they literally have to go from funeral home to funeral home and have someone hand them a sheet or, you know? Well, in some cases you actually do, although more tools like Chip mentioned are starting to pop up. One of them yeah. you should keep in mind is called parting.com, www.parting.com. That is a funeral home price comparison website. Um, another thing you can do um, is to call um, some, some places – can, can give you sort of price surveys over the phone at, at a local um, consumer group that deals with funeral issues at the Funeral Consumers Alliance. Yeah. That's www.funerals.org. If you have a local chapter, you can call them. They, they can give you some price comparisons there. Um, another thing you can do uh, is that uh, a lot of people don't think about this. If your loved one had any sort of military service, Ah, the yeah. VA has all kind of um, funeral benefits that people aren't aware of, including basically a low-cost or no-cost-at-all headstone, um, and they can save you quite a lot of money. So if you have any VA uh, connection, do check uh, with your local chapter. You can call any service officer from, say, the American Legion to the Veterans of Foreign Wars, even if you were, mm. your loved one was not a member, and they will, for free, um, research this for you and let you know what's available. Um and then, as Chip mentioned, I think that's a really important point. Workplaces are offering more and more benefits uh, like this uh, sort of thing, and so it's totally worth asking at your workplace what support is available or what information, if it, there is a benefit like that in your workplace that could also help you figure out prices. Yeah. But if you're in a small town, uh, maybe a rural area, there's just a couple funeral homes, you simply may have to go with your checklist that you can download load from the FTC site, and it has the basic funeral services that you're going to need with a blank space, and go to each funeral home and get those numbers filled in. The danger in that, and the reason why people are really looking for more of these online sites and things, is that you step into a funeral home, 
you know, it might be nice and you might get support, but you are so in a position of yeah. sold services. So, um, so that's a little bit tricky. It um, is, so yeah. For, like, yeah, these tools like parting.com, doing some phone work, but but you may end up having to do the legwork. It's sort of crazy in this time and place that that's the way it is, but um, that this is a, a behind the times kind of industry. Sure, yeah. In terms of, in terms of consumers and information. Yeah, and it, it sounds like an opportunity to potentially price discriminate, and that is to say, you know, what type of car you drive in with, and you know, there's a reason why uh, you know service firms don't want to post prices. They want to offer different prices to different people based on what they perceive their ability uh, to pay. So, in terms of you know prepaid plans, we see these. I was just going to bring those up. Bring, I was, yeah, I'm glad you did because we were talking about payday loans, yeah. and there's oddly in a connection here, which is that. Yeah. Be very, very wary of prepaid plans. So the sales um, job on prepaid is, hey, you know, prices go up. You can lock in your price today. You're, you're saying don't buy it. Well, you can, that may be true, but yeah. you need to really be reading the fine print on these. Um, you need to make sure that that is true, that it's, you know, you, somebody told you that, but does the contract that you're signing right. say that for sure in black and white that you can understand in clear language? Um, uh, you want to be sure if you're going to do it, that in writing it says that if funeral homes prepaid plan will cover the entire cost even if prices eventually increase and that there's no sort of sidebars or mitigating circumstances that say unless and less. I mean, you, it's got to be there in black and white um, because some plans will guarantee you that price. Many do not. And look at the contract. Don't just take, you know, the word for it. The other thing is that funeral homes go out of business or yeah. they're, they're bought by other funeral homes. If you've got a prepaid contract, you need to understand what happens to it because there have been sad cases of people who, you know, whatever reason, the funeral home went out of business or, or when they were bought, their prepaid plan was no longer honored um, or no longer found. Um, so that's a very tricky area. Um, in general, you know, be wary of it. Why not just really want to do a prepaid plan? <laughs> just start saving your own money now in a safe place that you trust and you know, you'll have a lot of your budget ready for that unless you are sure and confident and have somebody else look at it that the prepaid plan is going to cover the cost even if, if prices increase and that it's an ironclad contract. Yeah. And you, be wary of that one. Yeah. And, and you, you certainly talked up, you know, about concerns with some of these contracts and so forth. So what are some of the service fees and all those type of things that – you know, items that may have been thrown in, whether it's a prepaid contract or even, you know, um, not prepaid, just a normal um, uh, arrangement that you may not be, you know, um, realizing are kind of, well, optional. You talked about embalmment. I mean, what are some of the other ones? Well, here's one. Say you decide that you're not going to fall for this casket, expensive casket yeah. thing. And, you know, it wouldn't bother me. It might bother some people, but you can buy a a, a really nice casket from Costco. Yeah. Um, they have a casket on the website for under a thousand dollars. It can be shipped to most states. There's a few states that don't let you ship them, so check that. <coughs> but here's a hidden cost: uh, if you buy a casket from somewhere else and not through the funeral home, which is totally a right, uh, the funeral director is required to accept it without charging you. Um, so if you go to a funeral home and you say, gee, I found this other casket, I really like it better, and the funeral home, sure, sure, we'll take it, and here's 
an extra $50 fee for doing so. Yeah. You need to know to say no. And the best way to prepare yourself to, to stay away from these hidden charges is to um, – on the FTC on its website has a list of what's required for a funeral, the basics. Hmm. Um, and so, you know, look at that list, and that's what you need. And then if you start seeing a bunch of extra stuff being thrown in, uh, that's when you start asking questions, do I need this? Um, you know, why does this cost so much? You, yeah. you have to not be afraid to ask questions. Um, and you need to do your research on the, the FTC website first to see what the basics are um, so that you understand if you're being charged more for certain things. Yeah. Um, and you also need to, uh, in your talk with, with your loved one before all anything happens, um, there's a lot of ways you can, you know, skip. They're not even hidden fees, just stuff. Do, do you really want a viewing with an open casket? Sure. Um, do you really want um, a ceremony at the funeral home? You know, um, think hard about what, what you really need and what kind of service you really want so that you're not paying for things that you're just yeah. guessing somebody might have wanted. No, that's quite and informative. That's, I didn't even know you could get a casket elsewhere. You know, so. BYOC, you know, yeah, with, bring with, your own ca- exactly. yeah, with no corkage fee, which, which is, you know, <laughs> exactly w- like that. Water. That's how you talk about this. Stuff. Ask your parents, <laughs> do you want to BYOC? <laughs> but, you know, let's, <laughs> let's end on this though. In particular, you know, you, you mentioned earlier how to have this conversation with your parents, you know, using humor is, you know, certainly a reasonable way to go. I mean, but you know, it's still a tough conversation. It and is. So besides humor, you know, some some closing thoughts there. Oh, well, you know, part of it, besides the humor, you're right, and, and it is a serious conversation, but yeah. ask, ask a parent, you know, what do you, what do you want for your legacy? What, what things were important to you in your lifetime that you want us to honor? I mean, you really do, as well as saving money on a funeral, you really want to honor this person's life. Sure. So if something was particularly important to them, that's something that you want to incorporate, if you can, into um, the way you honor them when they die and as part of their legacy. So maybe, you know, those things can cost money, but sometimes they don't. You know, if they loved music, do you want, you know, would they like someone to sing at their funeral? Or, um, you know, if there's something that was important to them, you can incorporate that into the services without necessarily having to pay a lot for it. Um, but you want to feel like you're honoring uh, their life. And there were tips on, you know, some tips like using a photo album to ask about mm. what was important to them. How, how do they want to be remembered? You know, that, that's not hard to ask a parent, maybe. It, it, sometimes people use holidays uh, to even do it. Everybody's around and in a good mood. And you can say, you know, <laughs> how, how do you want to be remembered? What's your legacy? What do, what do you think? Uh, how, how do you want us to handle this? Yeah, pass the turkey. And by the way, Dad. And by the way, hey, when you're gone. <laughs> <laughs> Very fantastic. Thanks so much for coming on this show. Okay, thanks for having me. For more guest interviews, check out our Wharton Business Radio Highlights podcast on iTunes and Google Play.